Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. My name is Sergeant Jeremy Piers, the Public Information Officer with the Indiana State Police out of Lafayette Post. While investigating the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, detectives with the Carroll County Sheriff's Office and the Indiana State Police have uncovered an online profile named Anthony Schatz. This profile was being used from 2016 to 2017 on social media applications, including but not limited to Snapchat and Instagram. The fictitious Anthony Schatz profile used images of a known male model and portrayed himself as being extremely wealthy and owning numerous sports cars. The creator of the fictitious profile used this information while communicating with juvenile females to solicit nude images, obtain their address, and attempt to meet with them. Pictured on your screen, you'll see images of the known male model and the images of the fictitious profile sent to the underage females. We have already identified the male in these images that were used by Anthony Schatz. The male in the photo is not the person of interest in the investigation. Detectives are seeking information about the person who created the Anthony Schatz profile. Investigators would like any individual who communicated, met, or attempted to meet the Anthony Schatz profile to contact law enforcement by utilizing the tip email. Abby and Libby Tip at CACOSHRF.com. Please provide as much information as you possibly can. For example, when you communicated with Anthony Schatz, how you communicated with the profile, what social media applications the account used, and if Anthony Schatz attempted to meet you or obtain your address. If you have saved images or conversations with Anthony Schatz's profile, please attach them to your email. Again, if you have any information, Please contact law enforcement by utilizing the tip email, Abby and Libby Tip at CACOSHRF.com. Thank you. On February 13th, 2017, 13-year-old Abby Williams and 14-year-old Libby German disappeared in Delphi, Indiana. And this has now become an incredibly infamous case with news spreading across the nation almost immediately back in 2017. Unfortunately, the next day, the bodies of both girls were discovered. The following day, on February 15, 2017, a cell phone image was released to the public. That image contained a person that we have been referring to as BG or Bridge Guy. This is because this is the suspect or the killer of the girls who was spotted on the bridge and captured on Libby German's phone. That image, again, was released to the public on the 15th. The week later, audio was released saying down the hill. We can hear the suspect saying down the hill, which sounds like he's directing the girls away from the Monon High Bridge and to where they will eventually be killed. On July 17, 2017, a sketch was released 
And then in April of 2019, a new sketch and additional audio was released. The new sketch looked to be similar to the first sketch that was released. May have been of a different person, but appeared to be younger at the very least. And the additional audio that we hear is saying, guys, down the hill. Again, almost sounding like the killer, the abductor was instructing both of the girls. Starting in 2017, when we had the double homicide, law enforcement was asking anyone with any information at all to send tips to Abby and Libby tip at CACOSHRF.com. And they were requesting that you include the following information, the suspect's name, date of birth or approximate age, physical description, including height, weight, hair color, and eye color. Address or location, including city, vehicle information, including year, make, model, and color of vehicle, specific reason for your tip, why could they be the suspect, motivation for the crime, and connection to Delphi, Indiana. And of course, they were reminding the public that individuals don't need to have all of those pieces to send a tip, but they do ask to include as many details as possible. Last week, the Indiana State Police sent out the request for additional information that you heard at the top of this show. This time, they are asking for anyone that has any information in regards to an online name, a user profile on social media accounts going by the name of Anthony underscore shots. And with this case being so highly publicized, this is really the first big information since the press conference in 2019. We have a situation, Captain, where we have a public that is has a strong desire to help in some way, help this community try to heal, bring some justice to uh, this situation for both of our victims, Libby and Abby, and their families. And so we have a public that feels like it's starved for information. Give us some information. Let us help us to help you is kind of the old expression there. Right. Here, what's interesting with the new information that comes out December 7th of this year, just last week, is we are told at the early part of that request by ISP Indiana State Police that while investigating the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, detectives with the Carroll County Sheriff's Department and the Indiana State Police uncovered an online profile named Anthony underscore Shots. This profile was being used from 2016 to 2017 on social media applications, including but not limited to Snapchat and Instagram. And then later they say detectives are seeking information about the person who created the Anthony underscore shots profile. Investigators urge any individual who communicated with met or attempted to meet the Anthony shots profiler to contact law enforcement by utilizing the tip email and telephone number that is used in the Delphi double homicide case, the Abby and Libby tip at CACOSHRF.com. And then the number is 765-822-3535. That's the phone tip. The really interesting parts here to the general public are going to be the, the start of that request bookended by the end of it, right? So at the bookends, we have, while investigating the double homicide, Right. this is some information that we came into. They're, of course, going to be vague and unclear of how they came into this information or how it's, it's involved in their homicide investigation. And then at the other end, they're saying, you know what? We need more information about Anthony Schatz. And when you send us that information, here is the vehicle. Here is the avenue to giving us that information. And that's going to be through the same ways that we are requesting tips in the double homicide. Which makes you believe that they're connected, but also your ears perk up when you hear online profile, not limited to Snapchat and Instagram because the girls were on the bridge. They took pictures on Snapchat. That's one of the ways that their friends and family were able to locate them. This case has had many titles, Abby and Libby's case, the Delphi murders, the Snapchat murders. Yes. And unfortunately this, these double homicides took place in 
February of 2017, and we covered it, I believe it was early May of 2017 was the first time we discussed it here in the garage. And at that time, I mean, you, you sit back and you look and you go, okay, well, the information we have today, it doesn't all make sense. There's a lot of blanks to fill in. There's a lot of dots to be connected. We don't know what exactly is connected to the case and what is not connected to Libby and Abby's case. Right. So you sit here and go, well, this situation seems a little confusing and we don't seem to have a whole lot of information. Well, guess what? Hop in the DeLorean and go back to May of 2017 and see what kind of information you had. And uh, we had to do a show on the case because we were both really absorbed by the thing. We were really eyeballs deep in this thing for weeks. And we just said, look, we understand there's not a lot here. Not a lot to chew on. But also maybe we can help shine some light and get some information coming in. And so there was a lot of speculation offered up by us, and we pulled in speculation that we were seeing on the internet and chat rooms and Reddit and everywhere else, web sleuths, wherever we could find different speculation. And some of it, you know, probably more on point than others. But again, at the time, we didn't know much. And we still don't know a whole lot. So we won't know what was spot on till they get this thing solved. In the last four years, this case has probably been investigated more times by armchair detectives and web sleuths than any other case. And it's all over the place on podcast. I mean, this, I was a little surprised to see the number of people and podcasts that hit this update with the quickness last week. Right. And so here in the garage, we had our case that we were talking about last week, and this was really earth-shattering stuff to us because, I mean, it's just kind of stunning. It stops you in your tracks and you go, okay, this seems to be something new, but I don't know really what to make of it. And I'm a little confused and a little foggy on how it's tied in or even if it is tied into Libby and Abby's case. Well, like you said, it's the same tip line. But they're not coming out and saying that this person is a suspect in the murders of Abby and Libby. It seems that that's what they're implying, but they're not coming out and directly saying that. And then with the news coverage of this case being ramped up, not just by podcasts, but people on YouTube, creators on YouTube and the media in general. And then you have local news coming out just the next day saying, well, we know who Anthony Schatz is, or at least we know who created the account, and they knew that back in 2017. Well, and I'm glad that you brought up the Snapchat killer or whatever that moniker was that was floating around in 2017 because I've been watching a lot of news clips, listening to a lot of different people, reading a lot of stuff over the course of the last, I've been hyper, hyper into it for the last 72 hours. Right. But incredible amount of stuff that you can find on the internet and elsewhere late last week. One thing that I got a little annoyed with was seeing and reading multiple sources saying, you know, we, when we were looking into this last year, when we were talking to the locals a couple of years ago, we kept hearing these rumors of, there's some kind of connection to the internet or connection to social media, Snapchat referenced, and we didn't feel that we should discuss that or we didn't feel that it was appropriate or we were asked not to mention that or didn't know if it was credible. Right. I just don't really understand why anybody felt like they were to be sitting on that information. This, Those were rumors that were going on within weeks of the homicide. Not only is this case connected to Snapchat because the girls were on Snapchat taking photos of themselves at the bridge, but you had an individual that came forward that claimed that he knew one of the girls was talking to an older individual online. Right. And I'll tell you what, the situation is, yes, you could see that that could be plausible, that that, that might even be likely. It's difficult to say. I feel like with this new information that comes out, it it either suggests that that's far more likely than we once thought, or this is a whole different a whole different monster into itself. In regards to the tips, you know, with requesting tip information from the public, and and kudos to you, public, 
and armchair sleuths and internet sleuths out there, there's been no shortage of information that has been presented to ISP and the Carroll County Sheriff's Office and the FBI. How much of it is actually good information? Probably not very much at all would be my speculation. You can't, you know, you can't smack somebody on on the hand for trying to help. And so this is the situation that we find ourselves in. Once again, we are asked to give more help. And if anybody knows anything, let's report it. And if anybody has any information specifically about Anthony Schatz, any kind of online profile, social media profile, Anthony Schatz, they want to hear from you. Now, one thing that I think is a little bit of a a misstep here in this investigation and a misstep in the request for information from the public that I think that they really kind of left out in the 2017 request for information. I want to start off by giving them some praise here because I think it's smart and valuable to tell the public and remind them that we are looking for specific information, right? Name of the individual that you're reporting. If you have a date of birth, even if you can just tell us a year that he was born or approximate age, physical description, where the person may live or known location, especially at the time or a time around the murders, vehicle information, specific reason why you're giving the tip, right? Why do you suspect this person? And what would be their motivation for committing such a heinous crime? Their connection to the area, Delphi, Indiana, that's not, you know, what, 2,900 people live there approximately? What would be this person's connection to the Monon High Bridge or the trail system or Delphi itself or even Carroll County? Well, one of the things I took notice of right away is that they had Jeremy Pierce asking for this information, Sergeant Jeremy Pierce. Why didn't they have Toblesen B? or Carter asked this information to law enforcement agents that anybody following this case could identify those guys. Yeah, you're right, Captain. We have superintendent of the Indiana State Police, Douglas Carter, and the Carroll County Sheriff, Tobe Lesenby, who have kind of become the face of this investigation or the faces of this investigation. I think I have that answer, but I want to kind of finish what I was talking about in regards to this tip and and where I think there was a bit of a misstep because I want to give them praise because I think giving the public what they consider to be reminding them, we want specific information here and almost giving the public a template. This is what we're looking for. Can you fill out as much of this template as possible when submitting your tip? This will be most helpful to us. The thing that I think they missed here is, was what the FBI was telling us in the early stages of of the investigation. Because remember, I know it was your feeling, it was my feeling, and I think it was the feeling of everyone in Delphi and across this greatest of nations that we thought that an arrest was coming really quickly when this case broke. Mm -hmm. And we had the FBI up front and center telling us, the public, do you know somebody that is behaving differently today than they were behaving on February 12th or February 13th of 2017. Has this person changed? Is their personality different? Are they angry or sad or suicidal? Are they not speaking to anyone? Right. Have they developed a drinking issue or drug issue? Appearance. Change their appearance. And, the one I thing that I think is the most important thing that the FBI was asking us was we want to hear from you if you know somebody that was supposed to be somewhere on February 13th and didn't show up. Right. Maybe they called off work. Maybe they had a doctor's appointment that they missed. Or maybe they told you that they were going to the dentist, but later you found out they never did or never even had an appointment. Maybe they told you they were going out of town for work. Was there somebody that you knew that left abruptly on the 14th or the 15th of February? That's one thing that I think is, is needs to be thrown out there as a reminder to the public. And I think they should attach that to their little template that they've given us. Now I know that I'm saying that and we're 
discussing this case and it's almost five years later. So who knows? But, well, but hold on a second. They're also not telling us that this guy is even connected to the Delphi murders. Could you add that to what they're already telling us last week? I, I think one of the things that they did, which was a good thing, even though media the next day said, hey, we, we know who this individual is, or at least who we think created this account. I thought one of the things they did well is we're looking for anybody who, who has had contact with this profile. And did they try to meet up with you? Do you know any? Because it could be multiple people that use that profile. Right. But to answer your first question here, we have uh, Sheriff Tobe Lesenby told the Carroll County comment on Tuesday that he would not deviate from the press release information. This is the request from the Indiana State Police. He said the reason the press release came from the Indiana State Police, to answer your question why it didn't come from Tobe Lesenby and the Sheriff's Department, he says it's simply because that that agency has the most media resources available in the state of Indiana. Tobe Lesenby denied that the case is now an Indiana State Police case. He said it continues to be a multi-agency case in Carroll County. He said the information requested in the press release could be information that would help to potentially move forward with the investigation. And he's referencing Libby and Abby's case. Right. In regard to Sergeant Jeremy Pierce delivering this message to the public, I think that part of it's pretty simple. You know, we have the words from Tobe Lesenby to give his response or his answer to why it didn't come from him. Right. But the Indiana State Police has always kind of been the the focal point, right? Doug Carter has always kind of been the, the, the face and the voice that you think of when you think of law enforcement being involved in this case. And so as far as Jeremy Pierce being the one to deliver that information, I mean, look at his title. He's the public information officer for the Lafayette Post. Well, he probably has some training with the media. I mean, he delivered the message very clearly. And look at how the case was handled early on in the very early stages. The information that was coming out or the the person fielding the questions was um, Sergeant Kim Riley before we started seeing Doug Carter all the time. And Sergeant Kim Riley, his title was public information officer. So it's actually coming from the what is likely the most appropriate person to deliver the information. One thing that is a little tricky is that it's coming from the Lafayette post, right? So it's coming from that specific post. They have posts all over the state of, of Indiana. They right. could have chose any of them, I guess. But, uh, I thought that Sergeant Jeremy Pierce did a great job on his clear and concise delivery of the information that we needed to know that they, they believe that we need to know. And, asking and requesting for information in return. But this makes it, to me, a, a lot more confusing of a case because, again, they, they make this statement, we're looking for people or looking for anybody that had contact with this social media profile. Any information on this individual, the next day the media is telling you, well, we know who the individual is. Well, So then it makes you question, why didn't they just come out and say, we know that this guy created the account. We know that Klein, Keegan Klein, created the account. We know that he used the account, but we need more information about him or maybe other individuals that use the account. Okay, so you might be getting ahead of some of the people here. So let's let's fill them in a little bit. What we have here is that a, a late release that came out Tuesday of last week stated that uh, Lafayette court documents obtained by WLFI-TV News 18. This says News 18. I've seen News 13 as being the one to break this end of the case, but that's another argument for another day. Revealed the man behind the account, according to their account, child pornography charges filed in 2020 suggests that it is 27-year-old Keegan Klein, Keegan Anthony Klein. Klein was charged last year with 30 counts, I'm sorry, with 30 felonies pending in Miami County. 
The heavily redacted court documents make no mention of the Delphi case, although they note FBI made contact with Klein while working another Indiana State Police case. Klein has not been arrested or charged in connection to the Delphi investigation. And since we have those court records, can you go over the list of charges against Klein? Klein is being charged with child solicitation, child exploitation, possession of child pornography, child exploitation, child exploitation, possession of child pornography, synthetic identity, deception, and obstruction of justice. One thing I want to make sure that I address before we move on too far here, Captain, I get contacted all the time from people that say, and I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm annoyed. I just want to make sure that I'm kind of clearing the way for our discussion as we have it. And I apologize to you, those of you that are not comfortable with the terminology of child pornography. I get contacted all the time, and, and this is a healthy reminder. I think this is a healthy reminder that words do matter. And people get concerned and say, Nick, could you please stop saying child pornography because it implies that the child is willingly participating in whatever is depicted in those images or, or the video or what have you. We use that terminology here in the garage because, as you just heard, that is the legal terminology that this man, if we can call him that, will be charged with. Yeah, we can call him a shitbag. So for the sake of keeping the show moving along, we use that terminology. And we, I, I want to point out that I, I feel like the general understanding should be as it's understood by the law. A child doesn't have the ability to legally consent to whatever was depicted in those images or those videos. We've decided as a society that that's not appropriate and that that is illegal and that that child is probably doing something that they do not want to participate in, that they are being forced to do it. We've decided that they are too young to mentally and emotionally consent to any of that. So I don't think that anybody here in the garage believes that these children are agreeing to do whatever that they are forced to do. Right. Again, it's just the terminology that's used in the the legal realm, if you will. And so for for uh, to keep things moving along, we'll continue to use that that terminology. You had said why not Doug Carter? And you know, he's kind of become the super cop in the the Delphi case. He's the one that is obviously very emotional and very emotionally invested in this case. That seems obvious to me. I wonder, Captain, if that was either decided specifically to make sure that the whole world didn't get thrown into a tailspin. We cannot say, we cannot sit here and say if we, and when I say we, I mean the whole, the public and whole, is the public overreacting to this request for information? We won't know that until they solve the Delphi case. It could be that we are, in fact, overreacting. And maybe ISP was fearful of an overreaction by the public. And so they chose not to put Doug Carter's face and voice on this request for the information. As far as what they are requesting, again, you're very smart to be pointing out. It's a little convoluted, right, Captain? That it's confusing what they are requesting from us because it seems like, well, they already knew yeah. who was behind the Anthony underscore shots profile. Or at least who created it. Or at least who created it and who was using it for dirty deeds. But yet they're asking us for information about the creator, about the profile itself. I think what's interesting there, what's really interesting to me there, is that they they have not had to say that this guy is a suspect or isn't a suspect in the Delphi case. They haven't had to tell us, yes, we knew who was doing this until presented with that information and confronted with that information. They're simply saying, I think they're leaving the door open, right? We want information about this profile, what it was being used for, who was using it, and and what who they were interacting with and why. Yeah. Not necessarily saying we want to know who Keegan Anthony Klein was interacting with. They're leaving the door open to being a possibility that maybe other people were using 
this profile or a similar profile. Yeah, in the last few days, I've been doing a lot of research on the dark web, and this seems like a very common thing where somebody creates a social media account, gets all the pictures and information, and then sells that to you. And Ari has made contact with women or girls and has already got them to start sending videos or pictures. The other thing too, we need to keep in mind is they, they being law enforcement are probably very concerned that they don't know every Avenue and outlet that Klein used this profile for. Right. So you want to keep that door open. They need information. They're not going to limit. They're not going to say, Hey, we're only, we only want this or that or the other thing. They, they want the floodgates to come open with information to them about this Anthony Schatz profile. And you're exactly right, Captain. You are exactly right. Crime is just like anything else on this big blue marble, right? If some guy's got a really good golf swing and he can drive the ball 300 yards and he's shooting under par every day of his life, well, guess what? Doesn't everybody and their brothers try to emulate that golf swing, just like criminals do, they sit back and they see what works and what doesn't work. And the things that don't work or get people caught, those are the things that they avoid. And the things that work, whether it be stealing money, embezzling money, whatever, or finding a victim to get nude pictures or, or a murder victim or what have you, what works that's what they go for. They they will copycat what works and they will avoid what they've seen that does not work. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get 
their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need to pack a lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You know, the holidays are a difficult time to be missing loved ones, especially when they've never gotten justice. That's the case in Delphi for the families of Libby German and Abby Williams. But tonight, Libby's grandfather does have some hope. From that new potential lead, a fake social media profile state police are trying to learn more about right now. Our Emily Longnecker talked with him about his wish for justice this Christmas. It's heavy, heavy to carry it around this long knowing that somebody's done this and they're still out there. For nearly five years, Mike Patty has carried the weight of not knowing who killed his granddaughter Libby German and her friend Abby Williams on a nature trail in Delphi in February 2017. Nobody had a right to do that. You know what I mean? They two innocent young girls' lives they had no right. You had no right to do that. This is the man police say murdered the girls sometime after Libby captured him on video using her cell phone and also recording his voice. Now, nearly five years later, with Christmas just weeks away, Patty thinks about how different the holidays are without his granddaughter. What do you do for Libby? You know what I mean? What do we do? Do you put out a stocking? I mean, we remember, you know what I mean? Do we set a place at the table? This year, Patty hopes there is something the public can do for Libby and Abby now that investigators have asked for help. Indiana State Police want to hear from anyone who may have had contact via social media with the profile name Anthony underscore shots. Investigators say the profile is connected to the Delphi investigation. It's, it's another step in the case, you know, and and I think it is, it is a big one. Patty says he hasn't read the court documents out of Miami County linking the profile name to this man, Keegan Anthony Klein. Klein is in jail right now, awaiting trial on a separate case involving multiple charges involving child exploitation and possession of child porn. Investigators haven't named Klein as a suspect or even a person of interest in the murders of Abby and Libby. Court documents show investigators searched Klein's Peru home 
11 days after the girls' bodies were found. In those same documents, police allege Klein created the Anthony Schatz account six months prior to the girls' disappearance, telling police he made the account to contact girls, some under 16. Mike Patty says he doesn't recognize Klein's name or know whether his granddaughter had any contact with him via social media, but says he warned Libby about strangers reaching out on the internet. Because I discussed so many things in, the, in relation to safety and just being uh, you know, cautious of your surroundings at all times. Mike Patty says it's his understanding tips have been coming in since Monday night when investigators asked for new information. He's praying one of those tips can eventually lead to charges against the person responsible for Libby and Abby's murders. And we're going to push forward and uh, we're going to drive hard to, to get justice. You know, it's what I'm focused on. Now, we asked state police today if investigators have received any new calls or tips about the Anthony Schatz social media profile that they asked us to share with you. But state police said they could not answer our question. Now, the reward for information leading to an arrest in the Delphi murders now stands at $350,000. If you can help, email the Abby and Libby tip line you see here on your screen. You can also find it on our website tonight, WTHR.com. Now, Keegan Anthony Klein, the man who court documents say ran the Anthony Schatz profile, is not charged in the deaths of Abby Williams and Libby German. But he is in jail right now on charges for crimes against children. Police right now are trying to figure out if there's any connection to the Delphi murders. Our Rich and I hit the road to retrace exactly what led police to Klein. In February 2017, 11 days after the bodies of Abby Williams and Libby German were found, police served a search warrant at this house in Peru, where Keegan Klein lived with his father. Court records say Klein created the Anthony Schatz fake social media profile to meet underage girls. Police allegedly found sexually explicit images of underage girls on multiple electronic devices. Klein was not arrested until August 2020 at his girlfriend's apartment in Kokomo. He faces 30 felony charges involving child pornography, but no charges in the Delphi murders. Keegan Klein was booked into the Miami County Jail on August 19, 2020, so he's been here for well over a year now. He'd have to come up with $26,500 in cash to get out on bail before his trial. So again, to be clear, there is nothing from police that connects Abby and Libby to that man. But the only thing that is clear, investigators really want to hear more from anyone who's communicated with that account. We have a full timeline of events here, backgrounds on the killings, and remember those sketches that police have released as well, all tonight on WTHR.com. So we started to touch on this, Captain, before the break there, and we mentioned this Keegan Anthony Klein individual, and he's been directly tied to the Anthony underscore shots profile or at least one of those profiles that was being used. We know that he's not been directly connected to the Libby and Abby murder investigation other than we have ISP telling us that during the course of that investigation, they then latched on to this Anthony shots thing, which led them to Keegan Anthony Klein you want to talk about a an emotional roller coaster here, right? Uh, what was your initial reaction on that Monday night when we hear police are looking for information and it's somehow tied to the Delphi case? Well, at first I thought, well, here's some new information that we haven't heard. And if you could connect this with what they were stating in 2019, if these are connected, this could be something and then when you find out that once you figure out that multiple family members of the victims talk to press and say, look, we're hopeful this is something. And Kelsey, which is pretty reserved in the information that she shares online, was posting this all over social media. It really made me feel like, OK, now maybe we're taking a step in the right direction. Kelsey is Libby's older sister, and you're right. She doesn't have like this sort of knee-jerk reaction to any time there's some creep that's been arrested in Indiana or some unfortunate murder takes place and they've made an arrest there. She doesn't do that. You're right. She, she kind of sits back and lets the information take direct her reaction, I believe. So well, I believe the family members are in 
close contact with law enforcement. And I think that's another reason. Again, that's me assuming Mm -hmm. that they're sharing this information because that maybe they know more about it from their contact with law enforcement. So it very much made me feel like we're headed in the right direction. Well, and that's something that I wondered about as well, Captain, because what I did was I had to go back. I felt compelled to go back and watch the April 22nd, 2019 press release with the emotional Doug Carter speech followed up with the new sketch and the additional audio, the addition of guys added to down the hill. And in that press release at that press conference, ISP is telling us, Hey, please do not reach out media. Don't reach out to the families of our victims here because we gave them this new information before we are delivering it to you right now. Right. But we only gave it to them minutes you know, or hours, they just heard that this morning. And now this is still new information to them as well. So I really wondered that same thing. If that same scenario took place in this situation where, Hey, we're going to send out uh, a request from the public for information about Anthony shots, about an Anthony shots, social media profile. And it's going to come out later today. I wondered if they reached out in advance so that they wouldn't be shocked when they saw it. And I'm, I'm guessing that, that that may have happened here. Again, I, I would assume so. And you're right. It's it's a weird situation because that Monday night, dude, I went to bed and I was like, I think this is it. And, and, and I don't want to, to add too much weight to the information that was coming out, but I, I was still trying to process it. But at the very least, and I'll be awfully selfish here and go, you know what? This gave me some hope. I, because I was starting to feel, I was starting to become doom and gloom here in this case, man. Like we said, since 2019, there hasn't been a lick of information. And really, all they've stated, I think it was a few months back where they stated, we have a blackout to- towards media. We're not going to share any information. So when this comes out, you go, oh, they're on to something. And what my sources were telling me instantly was, this is not the last of this information to come out. And there'd be more information in the following week. Well, then the next day when the media is telling you they already know who this individual is and he's already been arrested. To me, that was like, you know, it's deflating a punch in the gut. Yeah, it's deflating because I went to bed Monday night going, all right, well, here we have something. This this is something that they're going to receive a wealth of information from the public about and this is going to create new leads it's going to give them new a new breadcrumb trail probably multiple breadcrumb trails and it could lead to bridge guy and then yeah the the news on tuesday saying we find out well they already know who this guy is one thing you kind of wonder don't you kind of wonder is there is there a chance that the indiana state police puts out this information with the idea that they don't know, I mean, they don't say we don't know who who is responsible for this. They simply throw it out to the public. We need information about Anthony underscore shots profiles and kind of leave it open-ended. And then maybe do they leak, purposely leak to somebody? Because I have a hard time believing that that some news station just, just stumbled on it or knew the right place to look. I get, I guess maybe it wouldn't be that that terribly difficult if you started to really review what they were doing in the very early processes of their investigation the murder investigation well their knowledge of the warrants that they were that they were uh filing and and mm-hmm. carrying out yeah the knowledge again a, a good journalist has extensive knowledge in case files and for them to have also contacts too i mean they might have somebody at the courthouse going, hey, you know, this is connected to a case or this this announcement is connected to this case that's already ongoing. I mean, look, one, we're holding this individual for quite a long time before a trial takes place. My thing was, if you connect it with the information we already know and, and you have to then assume that it's somehow connected, that this Klein character is connected to Delphi, then to me it's, it's either a A to A crime, A to B crime, or A to like Z crime. And what I mean by that is we know that Klein was using these profiles 
is there a connection to the profile when Klein was using it to the victims? Some people say yes. Uh, there is some information online about that. I'll, I'll share these pictures with you in a second to get your opinions on them. But the other thought was, well, maybe he had access to the profiles. He was setting them up. He was using them. And somebody like possibly his father then took these and used them to try to lure Abby and Libby to the park. The other thing too here, Captain, is the situation where it may be an unknown individual was using a similar profile that was either set up or or the creative end of it was inspired by an already established profile that seemed to be working mm-hmm. Anthony shots. And when I say working, it means what he set it up to do, get nude photos of underage girls and videos and, and that sort of thing. It was working because it was it was getting what he set out to achieve. A lot of times these guys are sharing images and and files, electronic files with one another mm-hmm. and, and trading them, some of them almost collecting them. And was this something that he could have inspired someone else to do or somebody saw this thing working and thought, you know what, I'm going to copycat that. Yeah. That's the other thing too is sometimes you you see a profile. We've seen this on MTV's Catfish where somebody sets up a profile, Anthony Shots. And then somebody else sees that profile and says, well, look, here's all this information. I can take this and set up my own one. Because one of the things that I saw in documents is I've seen Anthony underscore shots. And I've also seen Anthony underscore shot without the S. And I don't know if that is just a typo or if there was multiple accounts. So then we have, again, Somebody could have took this profile, took this idea, and used it themselves, and then that would have nothing to do with Klein. But like I said, this deep dive that I've been doing the last week into the dark web, it seems like this is something that goes on a lot more than you would expect. And the way they do it is a couple ways. I set up this account. I start getting these conversations going with different groups of underage girls or underage boys. And then I give you access. Mm -hmm. So now you can have conversations with them. You could try to meet them up if you wanted to. Or I just, you pay for access and now the account is yours. So that opens up a whole web of who it could be. But it seems to me like, like I said, we've been covering so many cases. I know little to nothing about this world. But what they're stating in a lot of the research I've done is, well, guys that do this stuff, guys that are are into the dark web, guys that are into using the internet in nefarious ways, they kind of, they all kind of find each other. It's kind of like, you you know, the guys that play fantasy football, they somehow are friends with a lot of other guys that play fantasy football. Just like music is a, a passion, a hobby, whatever. A lot of my friends are musicians. So same thing. These scumbags, they they find each other. Yeah, and it could be very it could be just as simple as they can see online people interacting with one another and go, you know what? That could be a fake profile and that is definitely an underage person that's communicating with them. It's just like a bomb maker. Right? Nobody is born into this world knowing how to make a bomb. But what you do is if you want to take on that dirty deed as a hobby, well, you learn and you hone that skill and you learn how to make better bombs, more sophisticated bombs, more undetectable bombs, and so on and so forth. And you you learn that skill. And this can be the same situation where Anthony underscore shots, and it might be annoying to hear me keep saying underscore, but as you pointed out, you've seen Anthony underscore shot at times. I've also seen Anthony shots with no underscore. Right. And I kind of annoyingly keep saying that because that is specifically what the Indiana State Police is asking for. So you may have a situation here where you take any you take any uh, manufacturing 
situation or, or creative situation. Some people are better at certain tasks and certain have different abilities than others, right? So could you have a situation where somebody is really good at setting up, creating a fictitious account, but another individual, uh, another unfortunately like-minded individual mm-hmm. might not be very good at setting them up, but is really good at doing the communication part, the back and forth of right. uh, talking and tricking these people into getting what they want from them. Well, yeah, and just because you post a couple of pictures of your cars online and just because you, not your cars, but <laughs> cars that you're claiming are yours, houses that you claim are yours, or pictures that you claim are of you, that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to carry on a conversation. But I would also say in this day and age, which I, I do believe is pretty sad, is we've gotten into a situation where it doesn't take a lot of conversation or a lot of getting to know somebody before people start exchanging these types of pictures. Uh, now, what I sent you your phone which i don't know if you see this this is a post that libby posted and was liked by this anthony underscore shots account now the screenshot i have next to anthony underscore shots account normally it would say follow but this one says requested so i'm guessing whoever got this information and posted online requested to follow anthony underscore shots online and I think it was that Monday when the information came out. Some of my sources were saying that if you went and found these accounts online, whether it was through, I believe it was mainly through Instagram, where the number of followers was changing, sometimes increasing, sometimes decreasing, almost meaning that somebody was using the account either to add people or to delete people. But there was definitely people that once they heard this information, they tried to find these accounts and then tried to request to follow them so they could get more information from the profile. Well, and one of the people that reached out to me almost immediately, and this was first thing Tuesday AM after this is while we're still waiting. We've just heard that police are looking for information on Anthony shots. We don't have any of the Keegan, Anthony Klein information at this time. When I, when I first get this message, but It came from Melissa Lee, the host of the Victimology podcast, who had the Delphi discussion with us here in episode 395 on True Crime Garage. Delphi Murders discussion was the title of that episode. And she reached out and said, hey, what do you make of this this new information and and what the police are requesting? And we traded some uh, of our reactions and and shared our reactions and uh, some of our thoughts there. But. She pointed out to me, and yes, I did receive your 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 picture here, Captain, and I'm looking at it. I'm I'm not the best to make heads or tails out of these sort of things for social media stuff, but uh, she passed along something to me. And one thing that she has done really well in her research of the Delphi case over the years is she's very good at at collecting information and saving certain things along the way. So one thing that she saved is a this is a Facebook post from uh, from a Facebook group in 2017 that Melissa says, it's pretty strange. It's on par with what detectives are asking for now. See below. And she sent me a picture of it, and it says, uh, Liberty German and Abigail Williams case discussion. And a person on there, I'll, I'll leave their name out of it. On February 26th of 2017, posted to the group okay i'm weirded out this is probably just a sign that i'm paying too much attention to this case but i went to liberty's instagram yesterday and noticed that a really strikingly attractive teenager had liked a couple of her posts i back searched his profile and it was of an old photo of a male model not a real person as he was claiming to be but he claimed to have just moved to Lafayette. His profile was private and a typical fishing profile, but he only had 50 followers. Today, the likes from him are gone, 
and either his name is changed or his, or sorry, he deleted his profile. And this poster goes on to say, I'm sure the FBI has already read all of their social networking interactions, but I just really wish I'd saved his profile name or emailed it to the sheriff. So that was really interesting to see. That was something that she collected back from 2017. The other thing I would like to discuss, and I don't see a lot of people discussing it online in the discussion rooms and all that stuff is when law enforcement came out and said, Hey, look, we want information of this profile. They posted a lot of pictures of this basically fake. It's, it's a, it's a, they know it's a known male model profile that somebody was taking the, the pictures from that profile and then using them for the Anthony underscore shots account. But what was also interesting in that group of pictures that they shared. Now, I don't know if they're just sharing every single picture that was on that profile or has been linked to that profile. But there's, again, a handful of this male model, some where he has his shirt on, sometimes he has his shirt off. And then there's other pictures, some being of sports cars and then one picture of being money. Now, the reason why I bring up these pictures is because I don't find it odd that they shared them, but I think maybe they shared them because they're like, is there something we're missing from these pictures? Meaning, I can have a fake profile, and let's say my fake profile, I'm using A.C. Slater as my pictures. But if I take a picture of my stack of money I can still post that. If I take a picture of a a real sports car that I'm seeing in real life, I can post that. So just because the profile is fake doesn't mean all the pictures are fake. Right. And I wonder if that's why, I mean, the stack of cash is, you know, it's a large sum of money, but that doesn't mean it's impossible that it's not coming directly from Klein or whoever's using this account. The other interesting thing is there's a lot of pictures on Klein's father's Facebook of fancy sports cars. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons why they posted those because some of those pictures actually could be real. And then maybe they're wondering, does somebody that knows Klein or knows people in his circle have they seen these pictures used on other social media profiles? Is Again, I think it's open-ended, and that's how you want to leave this thing if you're really... Okay, so it's kind of it's kind of funny, and, and please hear the sarcasm in my voice, but what we know is that Klein was using a fake profile to be able to connect with underage girls. So he was catfishing them. Now we have the Indiana State Police who are openly fishing for information about Klein and this profile, this online profile. And so, yeah, you could certainly have a situation where somebody is using real actual photos. I think what you're doing here, though, Captain, is you got to return to the idea of every time you're asking the public for information, you want it to be very open-ended. You don't want to close any doors because you don't want somebody out there that might hold the key, the key information that you're looking for to go, you know what? Well, it's nothing. I don't need to report this. This is, this is nothing. It's a waste of their time. It's a waste of my time. You're throwing out all the pictures that were associated with this profile because you're hoping to jog someone's memory, right? We are told by the Indiana State Police that they know that the profile was being used from 2016 to 2017. Well, that's a that's a kick in the gut right there, that time frame, because we know the girls were killed in 2017. And so what they're trying to do with these images that they include in there, in their request for information, They're trying to jog someone's memory that maybe, maybe they don't remember the Anthony Schatz name, but maybe one of these pictures will 
will awaken that memory or they'll go, well, maybe I, maybe I did have some interaction with this person. Maybe I did, uh, or, or so-and-so showed me a picture, you know, a friend, a girlfriend of mine showed me a picture of somebody she was chatting with online and maybe she's going to forget, but now that image, I can talk to her and say, well, do you still have any of that? Can we confirm if it was that profile or not? The other thing that's really interesting to me here is just the way that the, uh, the events have kind of unfolded and we can get into you know, the time frame of everything later. But one thing that's really interesting to me is just given the fact that we know the profile was used in 2016 and 2017 with the sole purpose of communicating with underage girls. Yeah, a pedophile. Right. So these underage girls, some of them may be adults by this time in 2021. They may be less afraid or less concerned about coming forward. Yeah. They're, they're adults now and they may feel more comfortable saying, you know, we know that, that unfortunately rape is one of the most underreported crimes in this country and every other country out there. And a lot of that is because of the, the shame and the embarrassment and, and all of that, that comes with that type of, of crime. And so here it's, it's, it's not the same, obviously, but it's, you know, somebody has been tricked and somebody, an underage girl, unfortunately probably did something or sent something that they really regret and that they would be afraid to come forward with when they're 13, 14, 15 years old because of, you know, mom and dad might get upset or this could embarrass my family or this could ruin my chances of getting into to a good college. I mean, you can, it can go on and on and on the reasons why not to come forward. But now that somebody has matured a little bit and they're a little bit older, maybe they'll feel a little more uh, comfortable uh, coming forward. And, and also please know that this, regardless of what they tell us, this does have direct implications in the Libby and Abby murder investigation, whether at the end of the day, Klein is tied to it or not, whether at the end of the day, the Anthony underscore shots profile is tied to it or not. It does have direct implications because we've said it on this show. How many shows have we done? Captain 530 some. So we've probably said it on the show 530 sometimes in these investigations we are obviously are always looking for the person who committed the crime, but along the way, it is also very helpful to be checking off and crossing off and Xing out names of people that did not commit the crime. For everything true crime, check out truecrimegarage.com. I'll be posting the pictures that we have talked about or the photos we've talked about on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at True Crime Garage. Join us back here in the garage tomorrow. Until then, be good, be kind, and don't let it. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.